Grammys. If you are a California listener, stop right now, stop whatever you are doing because we have the most exciting and special discount code for you. We are collaborating with Drew Martin to give you 10% off Drew Martin joints. Uh, you know how much we adore this company. They are 100% queer owned. Their joints are made with botanical blends such as rose, chamomile, lemon, ginger, and it just makes you feel like you are smoking such a light and joyous and uplifting joint. The marketing is so good. The branding is just stunning. So it's a great for a gift. You can smoke these by yourself and just feel so relaxed. You can smoke them with friends and feel social. It never gives you that sort of panicky feeling like a lot of joints do. We cannot recommend them enough. Go to drewmartin.co, use code RAM10 to get 10% off your order. Let us know what you think. Is the incident on January 6, 1994. January 6? Oh my God. Wow. I- that day like needs to go take a nap. There's too much <laughs> happening. Welcome back, Rammies. Welcome to Write Answers Mostly, a podcast on what you didn't learn in history class but wanted to. My name's Claire. My name is Tess. And today we are kicking off. Kicking. <laughs> We're kicking. Kicking something. There it is. We're kicking off Sports Month. What the hell are we doing here? And I have to admit <laughs> something really shocking that I recommended this. But I was all Suggested for it. it. I think it's good. It's good to like go out of your comfort zone of course but also i think when i think sports i'm like i don't want to talk about people playing football and i'm like it's not just football no honey it's sure not and we've now had to be like fuck which ones are we going to do because there's so many interesting subjects out there i know the drama the scandal we you know we live for it and you know that we're going to be doing scandalous fun juicy stories in sports that exactly it's for you guys it is it's all for you and if you're liking what you are seeing and hearing, make sure to subscribe. Follow us on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at Right Answers Mostly. Yeah, so you know what? Um, we haven't gotten in a while. What? A written review. I think it's been like a year. We're, yeah, <laughs> we're going to admit it, but only if it's nice. Well, there was a lot of nice reviews at yes. first, which we appreciated. And then I think people just kind of forget, which is totally right. fine. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, write a review. Um, my favorite review we've ever gotten, it was actually um, the most backhanded compliment review, where, again, the title was not bad, but not overly informative. <laughs> and we were like, we will take it. We're like, we actually identify completely with that. We do. Um, and there was also that one, uh, that guy that said that we are like the dumb version of you're wrong about but, yes but we're less pretentious which i'm like thank you i mean like any sort of comparison to you're wrong about i'll take it a hundred percent they are perfection in our eyes that's true how are you doing Tess? what's new i'm good i'm going to san francisco tomorrow i know very excited to go what's back the home. weather's supposed to be like you know so right when it got sunny in la i looked i feared for and this i was for scared you. i was too because i've just been picturing this like sunny summery san francisco weekend and it's <clears throat> excuse me it's 60 and cloudy 60 so i'm like i guess we'll dress for fall oh my god so i'm just bringing some blazers and jeans and like maybe we'll clear up question mark yeah maybe you know in la where it's like okay it's cloudy in the morning yeah but then sun it's not really if it says it's cloudy in san francisco you're like prepare for the darkness yeah yeah uh, so one of my best friends emma uh came to San or she was in san diego and i drove down for a day to go see her yeah. and it was so nice but we were i took her to a dispensary and we were talking to the woman about like our winter in la and we we're like oh my god it's been so bad and emma was like what has it been like 
68 and i was like it's been like 60 okay <laughs> you're like you don't understand what we're going through <laughs> it's been torture it has been really tough but now it we're seeing th- this week has been sunny it's it been gorgeous feels like summer kind of it's hot it does turn on the ac today it's actually like are you already, already a little hot in here you are wearing a long sleeve t-shirt yeah that's true i might take it off halfway through oh <laughs> you never please know do. <laughs> you please never do. know what's gonna happen in this episode mm-hmm. um speaking of that yeah tess yeah take it away all right so I'm just going to preface this by saying that I personally feel that some of my episodes recently, I have stressed out about Mm -hmm. them. And then I had this moment where this is one of the first things I wanted to do two years ago on RAM. And then I also was like, Tess, let's like bring it back to OG where we just like shoot the shit. It, you know, and just have fun with it. And like, I have a joint here if we want it. We're (gasps) we're drinking beers. And like, let's just get kind of like silly with this episode. It's summer. Let's get silly. Let's get crazy because like, we're like athletic girlies. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So this is like our bread and butter. We're not like regular girls. We're like cool girls. We're like figure skating girls. Oh, wow. Would you classify figure skating girls in the same camp as dolphin girls in the same camp as horse girls? That is a very hard question, Claire. Because I think in like a Van, Venn diagram, there are some crossovers here. Yes. I mean, I think also figure skating is like similar to gymnastic girlies mm-hmm. and ballerinas. And I do feel like ballerinas are the meanest of all the girlies. I will say something. Oh, tell me. From my time as a figure skater. Yes. Did you guys know? I mean, check out our Instagram at Right Answers Mostly. You know we will be posting all we, the I texted my mom today and she sent me an array of oh, photos throughout my time figure skating. They're so cute. Tough to see the transition, like when you start going through puberty and the <laughs> outfits are just looking a little tighter. There's like, this might be controversial to say, but there's like no uglier phase in anyone's life than like puberty. No. Not con- that's, that's a fact. It's not controversial. No, it's absolutely. That is the truest thing you could ever say. But you look just like, well, that's, that's sweet. No, you know, it's just like, you're just uncomfortable in, yeah. your, in your body. So it's like, it just is not a great time. Yeah. Um, but I, I was a figure skater from like seven to 13, I want to say. That's crazy. So it was like very much my childhood, like before I was into theater and like passionate about acting or like any of that. I just like really loved, I love to skate. It just doesn't seem on brand for you. Well, it wasn't because mm. I think I I wanted an outlet for performing. Of course. I was obsessed with Tara Lipinski, who was an Olympic figure skater who mm-hmm. won in 97, I want to say. 97. Oh, um, and I liked the costumes. I liked the idea of it. I'm not a very competitive person in that way. And I'm also not someone that... <laughs> Wanted to train in the amount that I should have. Mm, practice was always tough for me in any sport I played, too. I, I wanted the glory without the practice. Same. And so I think I was surrounded by young girls that wanted it so badly right. that would go before school. Some of them would go for their lunch breaks and, oh at, and after school, too. So they were training like three times a day. Oh, my God. I think I went three times a week. Well, hey, that's great. And I just was always like, I want to have fun with this. I also was too tall and heavy to be able to, and like literally this is why, part of the reason why I stopped is because they were like, you're 5'8 in like seventh grade, you're just like not, 
you don't air it at dynamically, you will not be able to like get these jumps. You do have some tall girl trauma. I feel like that we're starting to work through with like, <laughs> I saw you wore heels the other day. It's just because you got so tall, so young. Yeah. And like, I never took that on. Like that didn't like affect yeah. me I'm glad. with like body image or anything. But I think I just remember being like, well, I'm around girls that are five, two. Right. So of course, like I understand that it's just not going to happen for me. Yeah. There's so many uh, height, whatever. Yeah. So needless to say, um, I did have fun with it until I got very over it. Yeah. And then it was like, I dreaded to go. And then I think my mom was like, you know what? This is fucking expensive. I can't. That's also a sport that you can't practice like at home. You can go back or like with baseball, you can go into the backyard and like throw the ball. No, it's like you are going to a rink, which you have to have a membership. You are paying for lessons, hourly lessons. You are getting new costumes for your competitions. You are getting your blades sharpened once a week. Like, all of that costs so much money. Ice skating scares the shit out of me. Did you not ever have fear that you would fall down and someone would roll over your neck? Mm, I remember being scared, like, when it was your turn to practice your routine. And sort of, like, when you're in the middle of it and you're just looking around and you're like, I could, like, just running into people scared me. But I was never scared that, like, the blade was... Oh, the blade scares me. Also, it just... The ice is so hard when you fall. I took ice skating lessons three times, I think, and I held on to the wall the entire time. It is... It is hard. I mean, the scariest thing I ever did in ice skating, which we'll talk about today, and I got nowhere, oh my God. nowhere close, was trying to perfect the axle. I can't even imagine. So you have to do it on a harness first. Oh, I, that's fun. And I like literally could barely do it on the harness. And you have butt pads when you're doing it. Oh. And that's when I was like, I feel like a whale. <laughs> <laughs> I just seen this little hot little things just jumping up, and I was like. <laughs> We've all been there. You're just like, it's not going to happen for me. <laughs> this is not my path. This is not my path. Onto the theater. Onto the theater. Yeah. And that was healing. The theater is always healing. It was. It was like, you can be any height. And, and well, yes. And then you try to go into film, and then all men are 5'7. And then again, you're too tall. <laughs> and then they're like, we're going to put them up on Apple boxes. Oh, man. But hey, but we're hey, not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about that. Um, so I've always loved figure skating. I-, I lost the drive, I lost the. I still have never seen test figure skate, which is crazy to me because I do feel like it is something that you were so passionate about for a time and it was such yeah. a big part of your life. So we will we go to go. an ice rink. Absolutely. I can still like make my way, oh. making my way downtown. I know, I know that you would be able to. It's, But it's really hard when you're doing it in those rental skates, to be honest. Mm, right. And I say this every time I go skating. I'm like, I just can't do the same things I'd be able to do if they were good, like sharpened. Maybe we need to get you some skates. We go all the way to Burbank. There's an ice skating rink there. That's true. That's the first time I've suggested we go to Burbank. Wow. And, and the last. And the last. You're <laughs> hearing it right now. Um, we should go on a Rammy field trip. We go ice skating. I would love that. Same. Love that. Show. I have always wanted to do, of course, of course, the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding attack story. The, the whack that shook the world, Wow. Um, some may say. And I just, you know, I, I know a lot about it, but I was like, let's just have fun with it. Yeah. And like, I found out a few more things that maybe I didn't know, but all in all, I like, you know, this has been a story that I've just always found very interesting. Well, I've always thought it was interesting too. And I think I told you yesterday, I saw I, Tanya, but I don't really remember what happened. Like, I know that there was a leg situation, but... I don't know if it was confirmed that it was from Tanya Harding's camp or... So I'm very ready to learn. So you were... So this happened in 1994. So... What month? Um, this happened in January 1994. I wasn't even alive. I know. And I don't... 
remember i was three i kind of like a lot of people remember where they were like where they were where this happened just because it's like truly one of the biggest sports scandals in history that's why why we're kicking it off at this one that's why we are kicking it off um do you watch like figure skating during the olympics of course yes that's the best part of the winter olympics Mm. 100 percent. it's just gorgeous which like i think gymnastics is one of the best parts of the summer olympics like give me the routines give me the choreography give me the costumes i guess they probably call them uniforms but (laughs) i mean just everything (laughs) everything everything um so we're gonna have fun with this um there's some darker parts of the story which i think it's more helpful if i offer like a trigger warning Mm. 30 seconds before so you can just kind of like skip around because most of it is you have to sort of like lighten this up a little bit because it is just so crazy that's what we're here to do so i will at some points there are a few uh conversations around sexual assault Mm. and eating disorders um but i'll give you a little trigger warning before and we're not you know we're not going to spend too much time on them okay because really what this what the heart of this story is it's about two women that were pinned up against each other from day one Basically because one was pretty and one was not. It sucks. But we've seen this like time and time again. The things that they would like call Tanya in comparison to Nancy and how they just made these women enemies. And because Nancy was good, that mean Tanya had to be bad. And like all of these black and white. Pitting do- women against women since the beginning of time. We have seen it. Um, but it's actually interesting because they're maybe more alike than you think in a lot of ways. Well, isn't that always the truth? It's because women at the core and they're athletes and they have so much in common. It's like they probably wouldn't have hated each other of course. If, if we did this to That's them. That's absolutely right. So let's get into it. So first off, figure skating is a highly competitive sport. And I think a lot of people, and I think now it's more like respectable and women are kind of perceived as like stronger athletes for doing it but like we're you know we're talking like 80s and 90s yeah it was very much still about how you looked and what sort of costume you had Mm -hmm. and your body and i think a lot of people failed to realize like the physical toll it would take on women emotionally I can't imagine you're getting like thrown around in the air if you have like a partner thing. Oh my partner I partner and ice dancing, which ice dancing is where there's no throws, so you can't lift your um skates off of the off of the ice. I prefer that then. Oh, ice dancing is so beautiful. I mean I love to watch the throws, but if I was participating, I don't need to fly. Pair skating is crazy as hell. Crazy. And it's like a death wish. It, like that scares when me. When they're holding them by like the ankles and just like throwing them around. <laughs> like plays of, so of glory. Of course. You just have to glory. be like, this is crazy. Blades of Glory has fucked me up um, because, and this is so <laughs> stupid, but he goes, it's mind-bottling instead of mind-boggling, and it's messed me up ever since then because I'm like, which one is it? He's like, because it bottles your mind, and it's mind-boggling, right? Bo- my, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, boggling, he but what's like, boggling mean? Great question. Blades of Glory had it right all along. You guys have your homework. You know what to do. Yeah, you know what to do. Send, Send us, us a know. DM right now. Send it's us a DM. probably going to be you, Brittany. Yeah, please, please. We appreciate you always, Brittany. You sweet, sweet angel. Um, So like I was saying, we have this kind of like engineered rivalry from the start that Mm -hmm. these two women experienced. Nancy's the good girl. She's from the East Coast. She was in 50, People's 50 Most Beautiful, what was that? Um, Like People Magazine. Most Beautiful People. Yes, Most Beautiful. So she's in that. Is she she from like Connecticut? She is from. We might get to it later. She's from Stoneham, Massachusetts. Okay. So she is an East Coast girly. She is. 
Um, you know, she has Vera Wang that's designing her dresses. Oh, nice. She has very minimalist makeup and, you know, she just has this like, pe- people just are like, you're you're just hot. I mean, even the name Nancy. Yeah. You and, know. And then you have Tanya, you know, Tanya. it's just like everything about it was looking at it through a stereotypical lens. You're just like, you know, people are like, she's white trash. She's rock mm. and roll. Her makeup is terrible. She doesn't know what to do with her hair. Oh. She goes out and chugs beers after she wins a competition at dive bars. Which Cheers. Cheers. What else are you supposed to do? Uh, yeah, it was like Nancy would be drinking champagne. And like, also, mm. how much of that is really true? Right. I don't fucking know. Um, but what we will be talking about today is the incident on January 6, 1994. January 6? Oh, my God. Wow. I, that day, like, needs to go take a nap. There's too much <laughs> happening. Everyone should just take that day off. Take the day off. My God. Mm. I didn't even realize that. That um, is crazy. Yeah, January 6, 1994. Nancy Kerrigan was attacked after practice at the Cobo Arena in Detroit, Michigan, in what would become one of the biggest sports scandals in history. The hitman used a 21-inch collapsible baton, baton, <laughs> baton, baton, <laughs> to strike Nancy Kerrigan's right leg. Ow! In which she was contracted to do so by Tanya Harding's husband. Oh, her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was married, and this is official. Official, as in like, it, like I don't know why I'm like, was it really? <laughs> like I don't know why I have a conspiracy theory about this. <laughs> Start it, Claire. Started. It wasn't really Tanya. Um, yes, it was like 100% contracted by. And it was a hitman, though. Um, it wasn't actually her husband who did it. Yes, her husband was the orchestrator. There was three men involved, um, which that we will get into all of them. Is loyalty. If your man isn't hiring a hitman. <laughs> Say it, Claire. You're on Jeff's side. You're on Jeff and Tanya's side. That's right. That's love, baby. That is love. <laughs> I mean, it is so crazy. It's crazy. Like, would our Bitcoin babies do that for us? Great question. Depends on the situation. They're so low-key. Neither one of them. Like, we would do it for each other, but we they would, would never do it for us. I would us. do it for you. I would do it for as you, too. As long as no one was getting, like, too badly hurt. Yeah, exactly. I would watch out. I would do it more emotionally. Yeah, of course. Like, emotional torture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> So let's talk pre-94. We're going to start with Nancy Kerrigan's upbringing, her background, where she was before this happened, and then we're going to talk about Tanya and where she was, and then we'll meet on the incident. Okay. Okay. So Nancy Kerrigan, if you had to guess, Mm. do you want to guess her sign? I don't know her very well. I'm going to say something, for some reason, like Aquarius is popping in my mind. That's a good guess. She's born October 13th. Oh, oh, that's Emma's birthday. Happy Libra season. Emma, you are um, Nancy Kerrigan. The star of our episode. That's right. We love you. Um, She was born in Stoneham, Massachusetts, the youngest child and only daughter of welder. Oh, a welder. A welder. Wow. Daniel Kerrigan and homemaker Mm. Brenda Kerrigan. So I think something that's interesting and that I even learned more while while doing this research, they kind of made it seem like she was this rich girl from the East Coast, like very well off her family was just she was like not at all so her dad had to actually so he worked three jobs to fund her skating career that's so crazy and he drove the zamboni which is the thing that that cleans the ice at the local rink in exchange for nancy's lessons early on the love of a parent i'll never understand truly if if my kid and bless my mom but my kid was like i want to do figure skating I'd be like, can you pick something else? I'm like, here's a coloring book. Yeah. 
and try that out. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, same thing with my mom driving me to dance practices and cheer practices and making it happen. It's crazy. I know. I think maybe you just don't know how that feels until you're a parent. But I'm just like, oh, to take your kid to anything just seems exhausting. It does. I can't imagine. <laughs> like, Soccer games at 8 a.m. Are you kidding me? I can barely drive myself to the post office. <laughs> same. It's not gonna happen. I'm just like <laughs> just waiting in there. Yeah, exactly. So I think that was something that we should debunk sort of early on because like okay. she had a loving childhood i would say her brothers played hockey she took up figure skating her parents were happily married um but she wasn't this like spoiled brat nepo baby that i think a lot of people just assume because of the way she looks right um so she started figure skating at age eight and she won her first competition the boston open at age nine hey what what i know i was like they, they get started young and just like winning right away i know so she began to reach prominence at the national level when she was placed fourth um, in the 1987 U.S. Figure Skating Championships. That's crazy. So she's she's going. She made an early impression as a strong jumper. Um, but everything else was a little tough. Did you jump? I, I did jump. Jumping seems hard. Um, all of my jumps were not at... So, like, at the competitive level, you... I mean, you can do jumps at any you can do half of a turn Mm -hmm. to like it's like at half basically two or three and Mm -hmm. three is like olympic level two you can like that's like when you're a teenager and you're like working your way up but like at the top top you're doing three turns in the air that's so crazy which is crazy that is crazy so i'm sure right now she was like doing like probably two um two two turns but she was kind of weak in other areas so i think she was like emotionally i think she had her nerves would get the best of her Mm. um and i think she had to work on like a little bit more precision right but hey to jump well that's kind of what's going to like take you there and then everything else you know because it's like big and shiny and exciting exactly um but so the rise to the national level continued when she placed third at the 91 u.s figure stating figure skating championships and then she qualified for the 91 world figure skating championships and that is when you're like okay so you're going to the olympics if you're good she's just like moving her way up so fast she's moving her way up and she won the bronze medal at the world championship do you get money for those wins surely you must get a little something i believe you're not getting like so you're not getting like sponsorships Mm. yet i think you get like a check Right. But I don't think it's a big check. Right. It's not a big check. But then you get to move up faster and go go to yes. competitions. Right? And I think it's like, I don't know the exact number of how much you're getting paid. It's not like anything you can make a living off of. Right. But I think then it's like you can. Well, she can have another practice. and Yes. And you can like get a better costume yeah. and just things that like it all goes back into helping just get on up there. Yeah, exactly. Um. So her medal was part of the first ever sweep of a woman's podium by a single country at the world championships. Oh, there was Christy Yamaguchi. Heard that name. I met her once at my ice skating rink. She, oh, no way. She, she came and, like, talked to all the girls and was like, you guys got this champ. Oh, my God. She was very, very sweet. Wow. So it was Christy. It was Nancy. And? And guess who else was up there? Tanya. And Tanya was up there. Fuck. Tanya was up there. And Tanya um, got silver. Oh, and Nancy got bronze. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I think, you know, you're just like looking around at the competition. There was nothing really going on yet. I think they were just like, okay, noted. I see you. I see you. And I don't want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
what is happening now? So Yamaguchi, Christy, was kind of like the content, like everyone was like, she's going to be the one that's going to make it. Like, mm-hmm. So I think at this point, Nancy was probably more nervous about her than Tanya, because this is before Tanya really started doing some crazy shit and breaking, breaking oh, records, oh. which we're going to talk about. Um, so the following season, Christy Yamaguchi retired from eligible competition. So Kerrigan became United States champion, even though her performance was flawed. Because just someone else stepped down, so mm-hmm. retired? Okay. So she was like, okay, I'll take I'll it. I'll take it. Um, she admitted that she would have to improve her skating if she wanted to be a contender for the 93 Olympics. Um, and then she went to Prague and had this disastrous free skate, which resulted in like falling down five separate times, I think. Um, it was like she was dancing to Beauty and the Beast. Because that's when the movie first came mm, out. Mm-hmm. And just like tough, you know, where it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, and she's just like falling and falling and oh, falling. Oh, honey. Oh, sweetheart, we've all been there. Of course. And so she ends up saying that this was like the lowest point of her life. And you can just kind of tell that she's like, she's a little dramatic. Mm. She's a little hard on herself. And she's a little bit of a sore loser. Okay. So I, think, I feel like anyone who's competing in the Olympics is a sore loser. I mean, it's like, especially with women, I feel like we're like, oh, God, she's so bitchy. Or like, why can't she just like, but all athletes, I think you kind of have to be like you this have to, have to get ahead. intensity mm-hmm. that I just don't vibe with. Oh, I don't have that either. Like, yeah. I like truly couldn't care less. <laughs> just like, it's fine. Um, so her persona is like kind of deemed as this frosty ice princess. Mm. Um, she would never be happy with anything but first place. Um, there were a lot of times where people would overhear her talking very poorly about her fellow competitors, which is like, once again, men do that all the time. But for figure skating, which is like you're buttoned up and you have to be this like good girl. She was just always talking. She was like always talking shit. I gossip. And in a very like. She was overheard once being like, oh, she's crying, like in like that kind of voice <laughs> when someone like didn't win and she was like off stage being like, oh, get over it. Oh, is she one of all brothers, too? Is that what you said? OK, so, yes. From like close to Boston, you know, yeah, of like, of course, it just like doesn't really doesn't um, shock me. No. Um, she when she didn't win at nationals one year, um, she sobbed audibly to the reporters, adding, "I just want to die." <gasps> so she has like a fire within her. Yeah, she lives for the drama, which I also think is interesting and like debunking the yeah because I never comparisons. thought that. Yeah, no, Sam, I thought that she was very like shy. Mm-hmm. She was not shy. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite stories is that she attended a Disney parade once and she was picked up on the mic saying, this is so corny. This is so dumb. I hate it. I hate it. This is the most corny thing I've ever done. And she's literally saying it between her teeth and she's waving to the kids. That is iconic. That is amazing. Like on a float. (laughs) I love that. I know. So she's in a good place. She's like, she's letting her nerves get the best of her, but she is working her way up Hmm. to the Olympics and she is probably top three of how the media is expecting her to win in terms of, like, her, Tanya was up there, Oksana Bayul, if you remember her. I don't. Just, like, they're... You know what's crazy to me about, like, figure skating versus, like, a team sport at the Olympics? Like, basketball, it's like, you guys are in soccer, you're all in it together. It's like figure skating gymnastics on the floor like you have to get that routine right and it's all on you truly and like the pressure and i think like 
I know figure skaters and their coaches have like a very like gymnast like very intense intimate relationship. But like at the end of the day, they they just push you out there, and then you're like, it's all me. You now. just go. You wait for the music to come up, and it's not like a sport that's really based in camaraderie. It's no. like there's no like high fives after. Like I think you're kind of forced to like hate the other figure skaters. Crazy, you know, crazy, and it's just like it's a little dark, tough. Um. So, as we've been seeing little Tanya popping up, let's talk about Tanya's reputation. Let's do it. And let's just talk about her upbringing. Um, do you want to guess Tanya's astrological sign? Oh, gosh. Um, a Scorpio? Bingo, Claire. Bingo! I redeemed myself. I do know a little bit more about her just from what I've seen. So good. Do you know, um, do you want to guess where she's from? I will say it's in your... Oh, it's in my air- Missouri? It's in your um, family. Oh, Tennessee? It's in your <laughs> big Bitcoin. Oh, Oregon. She is from Oregon. Wow. <laughs> Just like not explain it at all. <laughs> Where in Oregon? Portland. Oh, wow. Portland girly. Portland. She was born November 12th. I'm like, do we know anyone with that birthday? That sounded familiar I know to someone me. on November 13th. My niece, Emma. <laughs> oh, it's all for, the Emmas. For the Emmas. Um, so she was born to Lavana. Lavana. Lavana and Albert. Um, This part of the story is a little bit dark, and I will offer a trigger warning. There's a little bit about um, abuse, um, parental parental abuse. Um, Her father had various jobs. He, like, managed apartments, drove a truck, worked at different stores, um, and was often unemployed due to poor health. He just was, like, not a... Not a healthy man. That sucks. Um, and I couldn't really find like what was going on, but it was hard for him to keep a job. Right. Um, Harding claimed that she was frequently abused by her mother throughout her entire childhood. Her mother was an alcoholic, um, and she stated by the time that she was seven years old, physical and emotional abuse had just become a regular part of her life. That's so sad. I know. I mean, it sounds so stupid for me even to be like, that's so sad. But it just is. It is sad. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. Um, The movie touches upon it quite a bit. Like Alison Janning. I mean, wow. I mean, it gives me like chills thinking about her performance because she actually like really looks like her. Like they did a great job with the makeup. I need to watch this movie again. I know. I was going to watch it the other night. And then I don't think Kanal wanted to watch it with me. And I was like, but I want to watch a movie with someone else. I hear that. Um... But I did like that movie. I think it portrays her in a very romanticized way. Like she's the hero. And I almost didn't want to watch it right before this because I some I felt I thought I'd be like influenced. That a is journalism, Tess. That is journalism. <laughs> I am a journalist. That's true. And I also just wanted to watch movies with someone else. But <laughs> codependency at its finest. Um so trigger warning about sexual assault okay um harding's 2008 biography the tanya tapes um she says that she was the victim of acquaintance rape in 1991 which means that it's by someone that you know pretty well which a lot of rape situations are with someone that you know which is just devastating did she reveal who was her half brother oh my god um chris davidson molested her on several occasions when she was a child oh my god um and in, in 1986, I guess Harding, Harding once called the police after he had been sexually harassing and terrorizing her. And he was arrested and spent a short time in prison. But Harding said her parents were like, "You, why would you put him in jail? Like, you put him in jail. You did this. Are why, you joking? Why were you lying about oh. it? I'm sure it wasn't a big deal. 
And so she and so her parents threatened to not press any criminal charges against him. Oh, that's devastating. I know. So they completely lacked protection on her part. Yes, they did. Wow, that is very sad. Yes, they did. Um, so little little Tanya, um, to change gears here, she began skating at age three. Three. I know when you see the little kids. Oh my god, it's so cute. They're like first, like they use that little almost. Oh like, my god, like a walker. It's too a walker cute. On the ice. It's so sweet. It's so crazy seeing little kids like ice skate or skateboard. Something that you're like, how you're barely walking. Uh, truly, but though, that's when to start on. I, I guess. mean, this is why she got to where. Wow. Where she did. Um, and I think just in comparison of like Nancy in the early years where she's becoming like a figure skater, Tanya is like, she's skating. She's also like hunting. Mm. Um, she's she, she liked to drag race and do, do car work with her dad. And then like figure skate on the side. Like she was just very. I love that she has like all of that in her. Yeah. I think like a little bit more masculine energy, yeah. some might say. Um and very the way that she skated was just more aggressive well, yeah well, i also think that if you're starting that young you have less fear about you so maybe you'll just throw yourself more totally and i think maybe too like psychologically if like her childhood is so bad and she just doesn't feel safe at home i think you kind of might just have that like mentality of like what else is there to who can hurt lose? me what if i fall like it's who cares? probably better than what's going on wow at home Damn. So it's very sad, um, but she kind of also at some point had to start supporting her family because her mom was like kind of like momager. Oh god! And she wasn't working, and then the dad's like pretty much out of work all the time. So she waitresses um, and sewed uh, people skating costumes oh, wow. to like put herself through lessons. Um, and then her parents divorced. Uh, when she was 16 years old. That's really, I mean, any time's a tough time, but. And this was just like a really tough time. She was like excelling professionally, um, but she drops out of high school. Oh my God. She later earns her GED. Okay. Um, but she was just like, you know what, what, what's the point? What is the point? Um, but she's working her way up the, the ladder. She's um, placing at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships for three years in a row in fifth uh, sixth, fifth, and third. So she's going on up. Crazy that she can just like make it happen for herself. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like probably like with anyone's passion. Like also, she must have just felt like when she was out there, like not like so invincible, so healing. Yeah, like you kind of black out in a way from like what I remember is doing like an eighth of probably what she was doing. <laughs> but like you're just so it's so peaceful. You're in it. Like you can just like hear the sounds of like your skates against the <sighs> ice. Like it's just so it's so peaceful. Thank you for taking us there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like sometimes when I'm high, I just like think about it and I'm like, oh I wish I could like let's get you back on the ice test. It's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> it's gone. But it is just it's so relaxing. <laughs> right. Except when there's like tons of people that you're just like I'm gonna kill someone. Um <laughs> but it is a relaxing thing to do. <laughs> Um, so Harding's whole breakthrough and really what she is known for. Did you know that she was the first American woman to execute a triple axle? No. And so does that mean like a triple turn in the air? So the axle is what you have to learn on the harness. It's like the hardest jump uh -huh. because a lot of other jumps in figure skating, you have your skate and like the point of your skate to help you like lift off. Uh huh. Except for the axle, which is you are throwing yourself forward, turning like 
I'm like, how do you explain it? It's basically like your inertia just helps you get up from throwing yourself up there. Who discovered this? Like, who <laughs> did it first? It's crazy. It's a great question. That's crazy. That is a great question. Um, so yeah, it's just like such a hard jump to accomplish. And she's the first one who did it. She's the first American woman to do it. I think it's just so hard. I think a lot of men <clears throat> had done it. Like I don't know exactly when the first ma- man did it, but it was just harder for it was just harder for a fe- female figure skaters to do it. Just because I feel like there's yeah the men are more like sorry, but like muscular ways, yeah. and yeah. you have to like fucking train. Especially if you're a figure skater, from what it sounds like, you have to be small. You for a really woman. do, and I think both of them were probably like under five three. Crazy, like you're just tiny. And also, I watched the video of when she completes this triple axel and i wouldn't say she barely makes it because it's like it's not the most elegant but she is just so strong and afterwards she like puts her fist in the air and she starts smiling she has like a very audible like yes oh my god i can't wait to watch these videos and then figure skating i know and i think that also is different because like most just like the poise of just like don't show that you're happy like just keep going and she I, she just had this like fuck yeah energy she's to it in. and also she was skating to some like 80s rock and roll song oh, that's so fun which i think everyone was like my stars like <laughs> i've like, never clutching my pearls exactly um so um the march march 1991 world <clears throat> championships which was an international event she again completed the triple axel so she finished second behind little christy yamaguchi she's back even though she did the axel yes Okay. Because her points would always be deducted for grace. Got it. So she was really good at like, she was really good at footwork and she was good at spins and jumps, but a huge part of it is the elegance and the pointed fingers right. and the way that your body would just flow. And she, she didn't have that. Right. Which That's I think is fine, but like people didn't like it at that time. Right. And I think how bad her hair and makeup always looked when she went out there. <laughs> so tough. I mean, we'll post photos, but I think it. she just looked a little clownish. Well, like, just from my, what I remember of Margot Robbie, where she's like doing that big smile, and it is. It was very like, you know, it was the 80s, Ugh. but it people just like made fun of her a little Sad. bit. Sad. Was I it know. like big perm energy? Wow. It was like the, the, bangs. Um, the curly bangs with the like. The folklore bangs. The folklore bangs with like 80s hot pink wow that's tough you know so i think people are just like she's strong but she's not pretty god it's so tough being a woman like oh my god truly um and so at um after all this was going on at the 1991 skate america competition harding recorded three more first um or two more like breaking records she was the first woman to successfully execute two triple axles in a single competition oh my god which is crazy that means like you've got it like she's like this is cute now yeah like and i'm sure everyone else just watching was like (laughs) (laughs) and she was the first ever to compete a triple axle in combination with a double toe loop which if you can imagine you've just landed a triple axle and then right again a triple loop a triple or a double toe loop you're like taking off then from your back pick and you lift lift yourself up and you have to do that immediately after that's crazy crazy shit um 
But also kind of like Nancy, I think like with the rise of everything, then she kind of has a little bit of like a tough patch with just like, she wasn't, she had a really hard time like doing the triple axel regularly. Like she did it in these few competitions and then she just like couldn't like get it again. She needed the adrenaline maybe. Yeah, maybe. She just like wasn't able to land it. She sprained her ankle. Um, she changed coaches. This was just kind of like a tough time, I think, for both of them before the Olympics, which is interesting. I think the pressure was just on. Yeah, the pressure was on. And, like, yeah, I think it was just getting more competitive and they yeah. were getting in their heads. At this point, Nancy was, like, doing a lot of um, therapy for her nerves and she was, like, seeing some. Well, that's good. We love therapy. We love therapy, but, like, she was seeing, like, an intense psychologist who oh. would, like, kind of put her in these, like, all right, so you're out there. Oh, and, my like, God. kind of, like, the hypnosis? hypnosis wow. a little bit. Which is interesting. No kidding. Um, so, we also need to talk about, in terms of Tanya, this man that she married who was going to be a big star and villain. <laughs> Oh, yeah. the story. Who is this man? So this man, his name is Jeff Galuli. Galuli? Galuli. I think I'm keeping parting. Thanks, babe. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no. Yeah, not no. changing my name to Haluli. No, thank you. And um, I was listening to the Hollywood Crime podcast oh, yeah. um, about this today because I like, wanted to hear their take, especially at the end of like what, what they thought uh-huh. happened. And they were like, he just looked like such a Jeff Galuli. Like, he just looks like a little cheeseburger, they said. A cheeseburger! Because he just is this little, like, little fucking... Jeff Galuli. I'm going to Google gross him. Gross dweeb. Uh, you, see, you, see, you see what I mean? Galuli. How do you... How do you... Well, how does one even spell Galuli? It's G-I-L-O-U-L-Y. <laughs> G-I... Sorry, we can cut this. G-I... No, no, no. Okay, here this we go. This is important. Oh, I do see ex-husband now. Wow, that mustache. If that mustache could talk. Oh, actually, I just completely told you how to spell it incorrectly because I made a little note for myself of how you pronounce it. Because <laughs> I was like, Jeff Galoli? Galoli. Galoli. Oh, yeah. He, like... Wow, they did such a good job with casting in the movie. Because Sebastian Stan plays him, right? Or no? Stop. Does he? Right? I don't know. It it looks like it could be Sebastian Stan, I, but hard to tell. I want to say. I want to say. It was Sebastian Stan. Wow. What yeah. an actor. So... So she meets, I'm like, this is this is the point of story. I'm gonna take a little hit and join. Take a hit, baby, take a hit. Just a little not a lot, baby girl, oh. just a little bit. <laughs> ah, gorgeous. Have a little Drew Martin. Yeah. A chamomile. Uh, I think this one's the chamomile lemon. I love the chamomile lemon one. Code Ram 10 for 10% off. You know you need to. So Tanya meets Jeff when she's 15. How old's Jeff? He's 17. Okay, okay, that's better. But when she's six, you know, like he, she's still underage yeah. when they end up getting married. Oh, how old is she when they get married? She, I think, is like 17, I want to say. And then he's 19. And like she asked her parents. Basically, this was a toxic situation from the start. Well, also, she's already like dropped out of school and stuff, too. She's dropped out of school. She it's probably like pretty depressed and probably really doesn't have a good understanding of what a healthy relationship of course is supposed to look like and i think we see this a lot with victims of child abuse Mm -hmm. that they you know you enter a relationship that also has abuse and you just think that's what's normal and like that's what's comforting um so she started experiencing physical abuse from jeff 
very early on, like kind of like the start of their relationship. Did they meet in high school? They met at the rink. Oh. He was like there for something and she was skating and he was like, I like you. Oh. And he's like, and you're going to be a star. Like that sort Ugh, of dynamic. Thing. Which we have seen that. Um, Multiple times in this in this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Um, her mom like wasn't supportive of it. She was like, I knew that Jeff had a violent streak. I've seen him break down a door on her before. Okay, but I also don't really want to hear from you on that, you know? I mean, that's like the frustrating thing. It's like you literally cannot speak about yeah. this. Like kind of how dare you? Yeah. Um, so they filed for divorce two separate times because she was citing abuse um, allegations against Jeff. But they would get back together. They would. So they were together ish mm. before this, before the attack happened. Mm-hmm. They were not together after they separated for good after the Nancy incident. That's even more frustrating to me because then what? If I'm Tanya and I'm like, now what? Yeah, exactly. It's like all of that for like for nothing. For what? Which we're going to get into what is happening right before the incident. What's happening? Rammies, it's time to talk about our favorite cookware, Caraway. Caraway cookware has the convenience of nonstick, which is a game changer for your cooking experience. I used to have such a hard time cooking because my food would stick to the pan and burn, and then I'm left with a tedious cleanup project that just ruins the whole experience. But when I cook with Caraway, the nonstick helps co- to cook everything properly, and the leftovers just slide right off when I'm cleaning. Extra bonus, you can cook without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals. Caraway's nonstick chemical free ceramic coating makes for easy cooking and cleanup. So you get the best of both worlds. It also doesn't hurt that they're so aesthetically beautiful. With cookware, bakeware, food storage, and tea kettles to choose from, there's something for everyone. And we want to share the love with our Rammies. Visit carawayhome.com slash ram10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com slash ram10 or use code ram10, R-A-M-10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. I think it's important to know from like a motivational aspect of this that an Olympic skating champion at this time stood to make more than $1 million in appearances, fees, and endorsements. And Jeff was very interested in that kind of money because he was a fucking loser that didn't have a job of his own. And so he was using Tanya, I think, very much as a pawn of being like, you better do this for us. Oh, I hate that. Um, Because I believe Nancy at this point had gotten, she did like the Campbell's Soup um, endorsement. Oh, really? So she was like getting some good money. We love those national sponsors. I mean, truly. Call us. Uh, Call us. (laughs) Is Campbell's Soup still a thing? I I was thinking about Campbell's Soup yesterday, actually. Um, I think so. I think they'll be around forever. Yeah. I I love canned soup. Do you? I do. I know. It's like gross, but I just no, love it. No, it's not it. gross. You just know I'm not a big soup girly. I know. Like, I love getting, like, the split pea canned soup oh. and, like, sprinkling some cheese and, like, dipping some crackers See, in I there. need to make it more of a meal like that. But never forget handheld tomato Campbell soup. Oh, nep. Oh, God. It, it's yeah, disgusting. I, I understand that association is tough. But, like, I would always buy it or have my mom buy it as a cake because I wanted it, but I didn't. I get I it. Did it. I get it. Yeah. I, I understand. I, I do. Um, we digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, so, apparently, Jeff is like, all right, it's coming up. 
It's a coming. So first they're the Nationals, and then there's the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And so their plan was to take out Nancy before the championships and that it would linger into the Olympics. So they'd be able to, like, get her out with a major injury of some kind for those two competitions. Now, and when you're saying there, this is Tanya and Cheeseburger show conspiring. Oh, yes. Great question. So this quote isn't Tanya. Okay. This whole thing is Jeff. And three hitmen names are Derek Smith, who was um, Jeff's friend, this guy Shane Stant, who was the hitman and the uncle of Derek Smith, and Harding's, quote, bodyguard, Sean Eckhart, who Tony Harding has ended up being like, he wasn't my fucking bodyguard. He was like Jeff's losery friend who was like, I'm this big guy that's going to protect you. Or she was like, get away from me. I don't need that. So it was... The orchestration of this was initiated by Jeff and these then these dudes. And Tanya at this point, let's just say, had no idea what was happening. Okay. Mm. Mm. So they get together one night. They're sitting around a table in Portland, Oregon, and it's after Christmas, and Jeff is like, you know what? My baby's gonna win. <laughs> and I need you guys to help me. He offers sixty five hundred to each of them. That's it? Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, I wonder what that was in 94. I mean, I, am, say, I will say, if someone offered me 6500 <laughs> now for something. Let's say it's like, what, like 10000 at least? Yeah. 12? Is it like probably double? Like, probably like 10. Let's say it's 10000 Yeah. And for all these guys, I, they literally were all like, okay. Yeah, like, sure not like the immediately. brightest brass bulbs in, in, right. you know, in the shed. I think it, in the bunch. Brightest bulbs in, in the, the batch. batch sharpest tool in the shed there it is brightest bulb in the bunch exactly yeah so they're not they're not that they're not they're not that pretty (laughs) they're not that smart and they're not that bright and they're not that bright so they discuss they're like what could we do they're like here's some options we could cut her um achilles heel oh stop and then the hitman was like that seems kind of intense for me to do like i don't really want to like i can't see blood that'd be me truly he's like i like can't like oh that makes me want to vomit Talk about painful. Oh, you're my Achilles heel. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's gorgeous, Claire. That's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone's ears. Oh, I love uh, it. Um, and then they were like, look. Look, <clears throat> I think if we just did something to her knee, like you would just have to like swing Ugh. something at her. It's not as graphic. You guys are freaking evil. <laughs> like this poor innocent woman. It is crazy. And so they were like, you know what? We like the knee idea. <laughs> Get a bat. Let's find her. The first idea, just showing how idiotic these men were, the first idea was to go to her house and do it and like wait till she like essentially like hide in the bushes and wait till she exited her home, which I think she was still living like her parents' home oh where she God. was living. And so they tried to go there and they just like waited and she never came out and then they're like oh fuck she's practicing um she's not even it she's in detroit like practicing for like oh the national God, championships so once they knew that she was there they like did a few little things to make sure that that's where she was practicing they made a few phone calls they were like okay let's double check is she what time is she there during the day and so then on january 6th oh God. 1994 one day before the u.s figure skating championship first ladies singles competition nancy was attacked in a corridor after a practice session at the detroit kobo arena the af- 
aftermath of the attack was recorded on a news camera. Have you ever seen the footage? No. So people were, do- which is why I'm also like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> I mean, they kind of got away with it, which I'm like, that's crazy. But the entire thing from she is skating, she exits the ice, she puts on her little skate guard. And she's by herself. She's by herself. And then she goes behind a curtain. And who is standing there with a 21 inch ASP telescopic baton? is little shane using both of his hands he swung it at her right leg striking above her knee little shane i just think of real housewives of orange county <laughs> i mean like kind of not far off physically oh my god to be honest <laughs> he would actually maybe shane is a little bit more attractive and that's which one um this shane oh god. which i hate well, to even say that i mean he's not an attractive man but mm. more attractive than <laughs> than shane from orange county i'm sorry i'm glad you passed the bar but finally but jesus not much else going on for you um <laughs> So she's like attacked behind this curtain and he runs out because like the, the cameras would then go down when she like passes the curtain. But then all of a sudden they're like, whoo, and they bring the cameras back up. She's screaming. And so they go in through the curtain and they see her on the cameras. Yeah, the cameras, the news reporters. Oh, there's news cameras. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. I was thinking of security cameras just oh. like watching. I see. Oh, no, there's like literally like reporters that oh, are filming wow. her. Okay, probably I'm- doing like, let's watch the ladies practice for the free skate. Or okay, whatever. now I understand. Yeah, so she like crumbles to the ground. <clears throat> um, it wasn't broken, but severely bruised. Her knee? Her knee. Oof. Forcing her to withdraw from the championships and forego uh, competing to retain the U.S. ladies' title. We see this famous clip, which maybe a lot of you have seen, where it's like her now famous line where she's on the ground and her coach is there and like people are like starting to, you know, flock to her and she goes, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like that. That was gorgeous. And it literally sounds like it sounds like a broken bird. I mean, I probably would do the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think she just was truly like, what the fuck? Like, Looking her up. Literally, why? Okay, yeah. I mean, she's a, she's a beautiful... She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she really is. Um, she's then carried away to a changing room by her father, and the camera stop. That's crazy that they have it recorded like yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. So, this is interesting to me. So... It's kind of it's great actually because she can't um, she can't do the U.S. What, what's it called? She can't do the figure skating championships. She is too hurt to right. compete. Of course, Tanya goes and she does very well, and she is just like no one is talking yet about like they can't find out who these men are. Tanya is not a suspect. Are reporters being like, what do you think about Nancy? Reporters are asking her what's going on, and I think at this, no one's like specifically targeting her oh, yet. Because right. why but would you? Why would you ever think that? Yes, but I think everyone was just kind of like, "Oh my god!" Like if they were asked about it, I think it was very much just like, oh, "We are so sorry to hear thoughts that." Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Show. No one. Tanya's not being punished for this. No one is being punished for it. Nancy then actually heals a lot quicker. <laughs> quicker than we thought um which is amazing so she is able to compete in the olympics which i didn't know that that's crazy Mm -hmm. that is dedication that is dedication and so nancy and tanya are competing at the 94 olympics in february oh in february she got hit in the knee in january yeah i think like six weeks later i mean it was really bruised well you did say little shane little you know little um 
I mean, yeah, I think she just like she rested and then she just got back to it. But she had been training forever that she was like, I'm not letting this stop me. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the Olympics are interesting. We have this famous moment of Tanya. Do you remember in the movie where she is like breaks down crying? Yeah. So there's a short program in the Olympics for figure skaters and there's a long program. So the short program is like two and a half minutes and then the longer one is like four to four and a half minutes. Um, and they basically all your points add up to at the end how you will place so the short program nancy skates everyone's like oh my god she is back she is amazing and i think at this point when they are like at the olympics there's a little bit of like tension mm, a little tension and i think the public is just like we don't trust tanya oh. i think there was like a now buzz about like could she I've done something. Could she have done it to her? Like, no one's really, like, knowing about, like, the husband or whatever, but, like... Let's talk about the husband. Let's talk about the husband. Um, so, during the short program, Tanya, they're like, and Tanya Harding, Tanya, Tanya, and she's, like, nowhere to be found. She comes out, like, three minutes later, sobbing, and there's that famous moment where she, she goes to the judges, and she puts her skate up on, like, the table... And she's like, my skates aren't work. My skates aren't like working. And they're like, what's happening? And she's basically, which it's like, what could they been? What's happening with your skates? But she blames this performance, saying that her skates failed her. Mm. Which it's just like, if they're sharp and they're tied tight, like, what are you talking about? I'm gonna say that to you next time we go and use the rental skates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like having a mental breakdown. My skates. My skates. Um. So she does horribly like the worst performance of her At lifetime the yes and so um she does very poorly in the short program she does pretty poorly in the long program and so she doesn't even place nancy which everyone was really rooting for her to get first place because it was like this whole thing just happened a redemption to her story a redemption she gets second place to oksana bayul who's this new up and coming she gets second place yeah she's never like really won gold nancy kerrigan it's kind oh. of like a tragedy of of the whole thing wow yeah yeah so <laughs> after the olympics people are like all right let's get back to who did this to her yeah there's an anonymous that, oh, i'm sorry that is just so crazy that tanya harding didn't even place and nancy kerrigan got second i know karma karma yeah and like maybe the universe did a little something to your blades and was just like what was happening in that room do we know i don't remember in the movie like, why was she was breaking down? Was it because of her skates? Was she just having a mental breakdown? I think she felt the pressure get to her. Yeah. Maybe it was a little bit guilt? Yeah, because did she know? Okay, so, as we near the end of what the fuck happened, what's going on, who did this, she, there's an anonymous letter that's sent to the FBI. Oh my god, guys. That don't really know who's, people still don't know who sent it, but it's basically like, you need to look after and look into Jeff and his little minions, Tanya's husband, about the whole attack. Do you think it was Tanya's mom? Who sent it? Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of people do think that. Wow. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of do think that. I totally see it. Yeah. I'm like, could it have been Tanya? If she's like, I didn't do it. They No, it's too close. It's too yeah, close. I feel like she wouldn't even risk that. That's true. Um, <laughs> so they, they asked Jeff what, what the fuck goes on, and he testified. And he then blames the whole thing on Tanya. Jeff? 
I'm going to need you to zip it. He was like, I was, you know, she's very upset about how she's been placing recently. Um, you know, I, I heard her on the phone constantly just being like, it's not fair. And I just, you know, I think that she got in, in her head about it and, you know, approached me being like, well, we could, you know, eliminate some of the competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so he said that he and Tanya were literally that night talking about taking mm. out her Achilles heel and she was part of that. I'm shocked that he immediately was like, yeah, it was me, but I blame Tanya. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point he was just like, yeah, like <laughs> you got me. He's like, okay. <laughs> um, and so then Tanya's being interviewed, of course, like immediately and people are like, okay, well now we need to talk to you. She basically says... At first, she's like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't know any of this. Then, of course, it kind of changes to maybe at some point, I actually heard in the background he was saying something along the lines, <laughs> like, as a joke. Um, show. Basically, long story short, all these men are being interviewed by the FBI, and they're they're turning themselves in. They're getting sentenced. They're, this is a case for the FBI. This is a case for the FBI. They're dropping like flies. Wow. And so now that they're all kind of like, they're serving their time, I believe the hitman served 14 months in prison. Okay. Um, that seems appropriate because she ended up getting second. I mean, it's really not okay. It's actually pretty disturbing that you took money and did this. So maybe we should evaluate you more. You know, it is tough. Yeah. Um, and so now all eyes on Tanya. So Tanya is saying... She's defensive. She's like, no one controls my life but me. If there's something that I wouldn't like, I'm going... You know, she's basically just like, lay off of me. I am an athlete. I would never do something like this. I'm better than that. Um, So then on... um, Let's see. So then the United States Figure Skating Association made a statement. And they're basically like, look, we really need to like figure out if she... Even if she like wasn't like yes, go do it. Even if she had any she inkling, about it. any information about this, that would kind of like compromise her titles. That would, Ugh. you know, like she. We need to like figure this out. Um. So on January fifth, nineteen ninety four, the USFSA dis- disciplinary panel stated their work. Nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety four. Sorry. So the same year, the Olympic month. January? That was the day before the attack. February oh, February. 5th, okay, 1994. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry. So, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, no, no. Um, they stated there were reasonable grounds to believe Harding had violated the sports code of ethics because they were like, you failed to report knowing maybe about an assault on your fellow competitor. And they were like, your FBI transcripts, transcripts were just like a little sketch. Like, it just seemed like you're kind of making false statements. You're playing dumb about the knowledge that you had. Um, so on March 16th, Harding pleaded guilty um, to conspiracy to hinder prosecution as a Class C felony offense. Whatever that means. I'm not sure what that means. Basically, she does a plea. Right, plea deal. Saying she knew of the attack. Basically, I mean, to this day, she'll be like, I had an inkling. I maybe overheard it. But even that is like technically a crime. I'm like, Sweetheart, I think that you knew. Because if I had an inkling that someone was going to do something like that, you would at least confront the person and be like, are you guys talking about this? Yeah, like, for the love of God, don't do that. That's going to yeah. affect me. I'm going to be the one that won't be able to skate anymore. Mm, I feel like deep down, she was like, well, that wouldn't be the worst thing if that happened. I think a lot of people, I'm like, I... 
I am a hundred percent certain there's no way she she didn't know something about it. Right. I think she either like turned a blind eye. Right. She was like, "Wouldn't that be hilarious?" Like she kind of gave them like a little like. Yeah, she's like, "You guys are crazy." And also, this woman grew up surrounded by violence. Was the only option so true. to protect yourself. That's so the, true. It's the only world she knew. So for us being like, "Oh my god," she wanted to like take someone out with a bat to her she's like that's not that bad that's your world mm-hmm. that's how you fix things yeah so well, i think that's a moment where i do have some like space for and compassion for compassion for like she violence was not a big deal right to her so maybe she just was like whatever right if it doesn't kill her sad so she is having to do you know she's having to do a lot of things she had um three years of probation 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 like she yeah which they're like maybe you could come back which like she she never did oh okay um a one hundred thousand dollar fine one hundred thousand dollars five hundred hours of community service which might be the worst part of the whole thing (laughs) take my money don't make me pick up trash i mean literally though wow I think I had to do like 25 hours of community service. Because of college? Um, for something I did in college. <laughs> and I think my sorority just like wrote it off. I was like, can you guys say that I've been like... Write it off. Helping the kids. Yeah, <laughs> doing something. No, but I just, I was picking up trash and I got sick of it. So I was like, fine. Yeah. And they were like, fine. Just to like, you know, it's... It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. So 500, 500 hours. That's a lot. 500? Okay, no, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, no, I, no, I will not do it. that. Um, I'm so sorry. She had to reimburse the $10,000 in legal expenses, undergo a psych- psychiatric examination. Well, that probably was helpful, like, just overall. Sweetheart, it seems yeah. like you do need some sort of, like... Let's just get you talking to someone. A little bit of therapy, mm-hmm. a little bit of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... Then she volunteered to give fifty thousand dollars to Special Olympics Oregon to kind of like wrap Aww. wrap it up, which is very nice. I love that. Which is very very nice. Um, and then on March twenty first, nineteen ninety four, a Portland grand jury issued an um, indictment. Indic- indic- indictment. 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 What's indictment versus indict indictment indictment? I think it's just indictment. Is it? Why is there a T? Indict. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's silent. This, okay. The, in, the I don't indictment, know. right? Sure. Stating there was evidence <laughs> that Harding participated in the attack, so that kind of concluded like more of two months of invest- investigation. The jury was just like, yeah, there's no way that she didn't know yeah. something. Come on. So what happened to Harding? She was stripped of her 1994 U.S. Oh. Championship title, banned for life from participating <sighs> in figure skating events as either a figure skater or a coach. Oh my god. Um, few skaters and promoters would work with her. She truly lost everything in her career. That is so... I'm sorry. I feel really bad for her. Like, I know Nancy got her knees bashed in, but this sucks. I think it's a really interesting story because you're like, I kind of have compassion for everyone in it. And Mm. if you do look at it from, like, if she wasn't the one to really initiate it, she kind of was just like, whatever... There are there was this abusive man who was like this has to be done so power yeah. dynamic he's the asshole he's the asshole and what she couldn't like hold him back from doing it I, I don't know. think she specifically knew like when he was driving to the rink to I don't think she's innocent but I also don't right. think it's fair that this man did something that affected this woman's yeah. entire career it's so sad and she's still so young while this is happening that is such a great point Claire because they're in their fucking 20s during this that's crazy and they are it's like life or death to them like their mentality especially for Tanya I think she's like this is my way out of like 
truly severe, like, I mean, she had no money yeah. growing up. Um, and not much else, and you know. And it's also her passion, and she never gets to do It's so sad. It's really, really sad. Um, so Tanya now, um, she now lives in Washington State with her third husband. Oh. Um, she met her current husband at a karaoke bar, and the two married in 2010. Wow. If you can like someone after karaoke, I guess it is true love. That is true. Um, they have a son named Gordon. Um <laughs> She's been asked whether she will tell her son because he's, I think he's still, like, I don't know how actually old he is. I think he's like young ish. Yeah. He might be like a preteen or something. Um, which I'm like, honey, he's seen probably a lot oh, about. Marco Robbie played you in a movie, babe. Like, he's going to see. Gordon's going to know. Yeah. Like, I think, I think he's going to know. Um, and she says, my son will know whose mom is and who his dad is. Who his dad is. Who is his dad? Oh, maybe the de- oh, maybe that's from her s- second marriage. Second marriage. Do your homework, kid. Yeah. Sorry, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, she's living her life. Um, she was like, she did a wrestling uh, that TV show, not like Dancing with the Stars, but like, like wrestling with the stars when celebrities would wrestle. Do you oh, remember that, Tanya? That is tough. Has she gone on Dancing with the Stars? No, but Nancy has. Oh, yeah. Um, so Nancy, um, she told, uh, she gave an interview where she said, because everyone's always asking, did Tanya apologize to you? Great question. Tanya said that after it happened, they were at some event, like months after, and she went up to her and she was just like, I'm so sorry about this whole thing. And Nancy essentially said, fuck you and walked away, which... I would say the same thing. I would say thing. the same thing. Even if, like, I didn't think she did it. If I was like, yeah, your fucking husband yeah. did this to me. Disgusting. You are dead to me. Oh, yeah. Tanya didn't like that too much. And it just kind of like... Tanya, what do you expect? She was like, I was gracious. So after that, she never apologized again. Because she was like, she wasn't grateful that I went up to her. Which I'm like, <laughs> grow up a little bit. Yeah. Give it some space. Give it space. And also, like, yeah, let her... You bashed hate her, you. Your party bashed her knee in. Exactly. There's no coming back from that. Um, so Kerrigan says, we were at an event four years after I was attacked. We didn't attacked, but we didn't really speak to each other. So it was very awkward and strange. When the interviewer asks if Nancy has ever gotten an official apology, Kerrigan says, not a direct. Uh, does it even matter at this point? I guess that's a good question. I mean, if it doesn't to you, then I guess it doesn't. Yep. Um, she... Yeah, I think... Nan- and yeah, does it matter? She didn't... She got her knee bashed in. Truly. And I think also, Nancy is so sick. She, she was very upset about I, Tanya being made. She was like, I can't believe people are watching this shit. Because that movie does Glorify. show her as the protagonist and show her that she had this horrible life and I mean, it wasn't her fault. She got to have ta- or Margot Robbie play her. I just love Margot Robbie so much. <sighs> She's so good in that movie. Who played um, Nancy Kerrigan? She's not in it. It shows her back. Oh, I believe. Really? Oh, that does suck even more. I think they were just like, this isn't about Nancy. It's about totally. Tanya's like. It was played by a woman named Caitlin Carver, though. Oh, who, Caitlin looks, Carver. Yeah, she looks like. Isn't she in Booksburg? I mean, that name sounds so familiar. I'm like, isn't that that little, little thing? She's a little thing. Um, so. She's known for Chicago Fire. Oh, then maybe that's not who I'm thinking of. Mm. Okay. Um, Nancy went on Dancing with the Stars. Um, she was very open about her um, 
experiences suffering six miscarriages over eight years and oh so oh my god um i think her st- her main story on like dancing with the stars and like in a lot of like press and interviews <clears throat> was just about like fertility and like not shaming women for experiencing oh. miscarriages she does now have um three kids i believe oh, wow but the path to get there is very tough oh. um so she kind of like went a different way she was the executive producer of a sports documentary called um, Why Do You Lose Five Pounds, which is about athletes struggling with eating disorders. Oh, wow. After the attack, Nancy says that she, like, her eating disorder started because of what happened to her. When you can't control, like, anything else in your life, I feel like eating disorders start to pop up. Yeah, I think she was just like, I became this, like, national news story where people kind of pitied me, which I didn't like that, and... Um, she just said it just became very, very tough for her and very, very scary time. And so now she has, you know, she's very passionate about like talking about eating disorders and helping other young women. Oh, that's amazing. Um, which is great. And then she also appeared on an episode of Keeping Up with with the Kardashians. Kris Jenner invited her as a guest on the show to figure skate on the family skating rink at their home. That is so crazy. Crazy. Like, is that necessary? Check out our Chris Jenner episode. Just so wild to be like, and then... Yeah, literally, you're just like, oh, rich, rich. Like, if I have a nice charcuterie board at my party, I feel like I am a great host. I'm like, look, aren't I, like, a millionaire? Truly. And then maybe we can get Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, perhaps... Oh, my God. Call us. I looked her up on Instagram. I think she only has, like, 30,000 followers. I'm like, what if we DM'd her? Should we get her on this month? Let's see if we can get her on oh this month. Oh, my God. That Test. would be crazy. I we'll would do it. be... Oh, my God. I'd be starstruck. Let's do it. But that is Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Hardian. <gasps> Tess, that one was so fun for me because, oh, again, like, I knew a little bit, but not much. So, I feel like I learned so much in the good. drama and the scandal. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. I had so much fun with that one. It is, you know, it's part of my part of my past. It is. Not part of my future. Wow. But maybe, actually, if this episode does well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That was so great, Tess. I know Uh, everyone's going to love it. Oh, good. Well, we hope you guys are excited for Sports Month. We're going to have an interesting episode next week. That's true. We're going to get into more scandals. It's just like, it's so fun. Who would have thought? Sports and scandals. And Mm -hmm. if you have any more suggestions, we there turns out there's a lot of Mondays in July. So (laughs) message us. We're going to have a fun guest. Yes. But please uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Rain Answers Mostly. Subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and write that review. Yes, we are now doing free seven day Patreon trial. So it is free for seven days and you can binge all the episodes and cancel. You can keep going because you realize how fun it is. Exactly. So patreon.com slash right answers mostly for all the tea. All the tea. We always spell it. And we we love you guys. We do love you guys. And hey, just keep, uh, keep skating on.